Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode. And make sure to check out the link in the description where you can find links to our Discord and socials. Happy listening! Hey guys, Editing Ben here. Uh, just like any good Marvel movie, there is a post-credits chat, so make sure you stick around for that. Thanks. Today we were sitting out in the sun, enjoying a nice, relaxing day with good weather, and there was this really annoying squawking. Yeah. Like, it was. Don't sound- even try to repeat it or like mimic I, it. I thought about it, but <laughs> that would just be worse. It was. Think of like your classic alarm clock like the pacing like the eh, 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 yeah but just like a bird squawk yeah and it was so annoying so i went and checked it out and it was this baby bird who was like decent enough to have survived the fall from the nest i don't think it fell i feel like it jumped or the mom pushed it out and <laughs> it just it just couldn't get back up it wasn't that good at flying it could only go up like three or four feet and then it would i fall would back down i would say two or three feet Regardless. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> and over the, the course of maybe an hour, it found its way from across the fence in the neighbor's driveway mm-hmm. to our yard. Yeah. Crawled through the fence, just flopping like a little idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and it made its way into our yard. And it was so weird because <laughs> we sat there watching for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Just watching this dumb little bird suck at existing yeah it was pathetic and i was telling it how pathetic i thought it was for so long and then its mom would like come to feed it yeah but it was too afraid because we were there so it's just like they're squawking at each other and it's like she was trying to guide it so they were doing this like weird bird marco polo for a bit which was really annoying but i guess entertaining enough for us to watch because we were like damn it all i am not leaving my spot so that that bird can get fed and shut up i made a little video of it and as i was taking this video all i heard was you be like man i hope there's like there's just the one of you because it would suck to have more useless birds like you or something like yeah, that. yeah i was like your mom i don't know i said something about its mom like just having the worst time with it because it was so freaking useless <laughs> <laughs> and then we went for a walk and we got dinner came back and i just walked across the lawn and you were just like oh my god the bird's still there you just walked right past yeah it. <laughs> you were so close to it like we're lucky that it didn't move more in where we walk because like i would have stepped right know. on it you would have stepped on it and had no idea i would have had bird on my shoe ew icky <laughs> <laughs> we've had a lot of interesting encounters with animals yeah because there's a squirrel too yeah there's a three-legged squirrel who's a red squirrel and so it's like in between a chipmunk and a regular squirrel size yeah and so we're on our walk and our neighbor's talking to us and i don't know we somehow got to mention the 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 three-legged red squirrel and she's just like oh you better be careful they're vicious like they eat meat (laughs) and And we're just sitting there thinking no well i just i've never we've been exposed to red squirrels so many times and if maybe i'm wrong i don't think i am i'm pretty sure it's a red squirrel yeah i have never in my life heard of red squirrels eating meat and being vicious like what vampire squirrel was she exposed to <laughs> that made her think this? Because yeah, they're like, they're little assholes. Yeah, but, but they're, they're not. They're not like carnivorous. Yeah. So I have no idea, but I like our three-legged squirrel. Like he's, he's pretty humble for a red squirrel, I find. It, yeah, like I said, they're assholes and he, he was an asshole. Last fall, we sat on our deck and we were just getting pelted by by uh pine cones. pine cones just over and over we're pretty sure it was this guy then he lost the leg and now he's just well like... there's not many red squirrels around no so the fact that in the fall there was a red squirrel there and now we still have a red squirrel in the same area but he's not throwing shit at us anymore <laughs> <laughs> he's just existing with us and he, i think he's all right he had an accident and now he got humbled. Yeah. We like talking about movies and TV or TV and movies because we're the bee's knees, oh yeah. This week we are talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness mm. in a little bit. <laughs> so don't run away yet if you haven't watched the movie. We'll give you a lot of time to 
go elsewhere if you have not <laughs> watched the movie and don't want spoilers. First, I think that we should talk about the trailers that we saw while we were waiting to see yes. the, the movie because there were some trailers that I didn't know movies were happening for. Yeah, and there was also funny theater things happening at the same time. Yeah, the best the part about the theater is, <laughs> well, sometimes the best part about watching things in the theater is sharing the interactions with the other people watching in yeah. the theater. Yeah, so first there was there was Top Gun trailer, there was a Buzz Lightyear trailer, and there was a Jurassic World trailer, mm -hmm. which I didn't know they were making another Jurassic World, <laughs> and I didn't know that they were making another Top Gun movie. I knew they were making another Top Gun movie. After seeing this trailer, I don't feel the need to. Because... <laughs> It was just like, here is a special sneak peek at Top Gun Maverick. It was so boring. It was, it went on for so long. And it was the same thing, basically, there over and over again. There was about like eight to ten minutes of just Tom Cruise being the cocky pilot that he is, mm -hmm. one-upping student pilots. Yeah playing some sort of a game competition yes. thing and it went on forever but it was all just like close-up shots of them in a cockpit yeah and then the occasional like i don't i don't know how to describe it like the the view on the little radar pad right lining up yeah just reminded me of star wars where he's lining up the shot on the death star okay <laughs> i know what you mean i don't know if anybody else does but i got you <laughs> And it was that over and over and over. And I could not have been. You can't forget the push-up. Oh, yeah. They're just like, oh, cocky kids. Oh, we can take you, old man. Then cocky Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, you bet. So it was just like those clips that you mentioned, add in more clips of them doing push-ups and counting their push-ups, <laughs> and then back to that other stuff yeah, that you mentioned. And then making fun of them for doing push-ups. Than those people who are making fun of them mm -hmm. having to do push-ups. It, like, it doesn't look good. <laughs> which makes this next bit even funnier. There was a guy behind us to Well, like, to say it doesn't look good, this was not... If the movie is good, who's to say? We haven't <laughs> seen it yet. But this was not a good representation of Correct. whether or not the movie would be good. Because Correct. this was boring as hell. And it was really funny because you're like, this is such a dad movie. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. And that was the first like minute. And then it just kept going and going and going. And then I leaned <laughs> over again. I'm like, I'm so bored right now. And as it went on, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch this. <laughs> but this guy behind us, as soon as it ended, all 10 minutes of just the same boring, repetitive footage, this guy was just like, oh, that looks so good. Yeah. And we just like... We had to stop ourselves from bursting out laughing. Yeah. And we were just sitting there and be like, man, movie reviews by this guy, right? <laughs> and then the next one came on and it was, was it Jurassic World next? Yes. And I don't know if this has sold me so much on this movie, but has kind of made me want to go back and watch the Jurassic World mm -hmm. movies just to kind of see how they got there. Because it looks I just forget. like dinosaurs in the world. Yeah. And I forget what happened in the other ones. Yeah. And there was like the raptor had a baby, but yeah. how is that possible? Yeah. It looks like Chris Pratt has a daughter, but she's British. Yeah. I don't like I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> and I'd kind of like to catch up. Yeah. Like I'm not in a rush to do so. Well, and it's cool. Like, I didn't know that they were going to be bringing back some of the cast from Jurassic Park. Yeah. So that's kind of cool, too. And so I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, like, this looks like it's going to be a fun movie. Like, I also was kind of interested because they're combining the casts mm -hmm. that I thought yeah. was really cool for them to do. But the thing with this trailer is I feel like they just overshared. It was one of those trailers where I think they gave us too much and that when we watched the movie all of the good parts are going to be what we already saw in the trailer. Yeah. And that worries me. Like there was one scene in the trailer where Chris Pratt is kind of like hanging off of something and climbing back up. And he's like, oh, I think I think like kind of we're safe or whatever. 
and then there's like a big like t-rex or something that just <laughs> this is a jump, jump scare. scare and it's like why would you put a jump scare moment in the trailer like you just ruined that for us because out of context and it being so fast you don't get that suspense which would give you the jump scare but or, now yeah. when we do watch the movie we're gonna know it's coming and then we're not gonna have the jump scare because yeah, the point of the jump scare is to build up the tension mm -hmm. and then to just throw it at you exactly and they did that without building the tension and you're right it, it's unnecessary for a trailer but on top of like giving all the good parts i feel like it gave away main plot points yeah as well and that's the worst part of a trailer like an oversharing trailer yeah it's not just like here's all the good parts because there have been many movies that gave away the good parts but it's still a good movie to watch mm -hmm. because the plot isn't given away so you still are there for the story right but like i feel like i i can pretty much even not knowing where the jurassic world story is i, I could follow along what the story was yeah so that's another another reason why I'm not in a rush to go see these movies, but like I'm a little bit curious as to how they got there. Yeah. But movie review guy from the back seat <laughs> after this one was just like, mm, that one doesn't look so good. <laughs> I or some it was more I think it was like that one's looks okay or something. Yeah, like, it was something pretty nonchalant. Neutral. Like yeah, and. This trailer was a much more interesting and fun trailer and something that I would actually be like excited for. Yeah. I was half asleep for Top Gun. <laughs> like I was like, if I have to see them do another push up or have some other ridiculous banter over who's a better pilot and who's going to win or who's or out in this Miles game. Teller with a mustache. Like then I swear I am hitting like I'm snoozing. <laughs> But, you know, he was like, yeah, that's that's going to be so good, man. And yeah, then Jurassic, Jurassic World, World where there's yeah. T-Rexes and raptors and stuff. Nah. That's good. It'll be all right, I guess. <laughs> to each their own. We'll and, see when they come out which one's the better movie. <laughs> I'll have to remember this. Yeah. So that when they come out, we can be like, all right, we've seen both. Now, theater review guy, you were right or wrong about Top Gun being <laughs> the better choice. I'm not going to lie. I am already very confident that he is not correct about the Top Gun <laughs> assessment. And probably fairly correct on the Jurassic World. Yeah. Well, I feel like I enjoy watching Chris Pratt as an actor versus Tom Cruise as an actor. I don't know if I'm going to get some heat over that or not, but <laughs> like, I personally, I think... I don't see why. Chris Pratt, like, he, he gives a fun performance. Tom Cruise has just had his time, you know? Like he's done. It's yeah. He's, he's done. And, but he just insists on still doing the thing. <laughs> the same things. It's like, hey, Tom Cruise is in another movie where he insisted on doing his own stunts <laughs> and doing something crazy and dangerous. Yeah. One of these days, he's gonna die, and we'll fight. We'll be free of it. <laughs> the Tom Cruise curse has been lifted. <laughs> Then the final trailer was Buzz Lightyear. Mm -hmm. Which they showed us twice. That was kind of weird. Well, one was like a, a shorter preview, but still yeah. a preview. And then they showed us more in-depth preview later. Yeah. And we've already seen the Buzz Lightyear trailer. Mm -hmm. um, but seeing it on this big screen yeah. was like it was spectacular. It I'm, looks like so much fun. I'm so excited for this because I get that it is just a spinoff of a kid's movie about toys yeah and this is probably the the story that inspired the toy in this movie mm -hmm. cool but it, the story looks awesome it looks really really fun the animation is stunning absolutely like it looks like it's gonna be i we have to see it in theaters yeah with and the chris kids. evans sounds like a perfect young buzz lightyear yeah the thing that i like about this is if you took away the name Buzz Lightyear, mm -hmm. and this was just a space movie about a guy going into space, he comes back, oh, it's 60 years later, and there's a robot space invasion. Right. Like, that's still a fun movie. Yeah. But then it's also this character we know and love, and a voice that we know and love. Mm -hmm. It just, it's a perfect storm. Yeah. All right. Well, now we don't, we don't want to wait any longer, because we've got lots of things to say. 
So this is your official spoiler warning because we're not going to do a no spoiler section of Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, this is it. This is your time. Pause. Go see the movie. Then come back or whatever you want to do. You've been warned. Yeah. Because we're talking about Doctor Strange now. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one, go. All right. So I loved <laughs> this movie. And I know that the internet has been kind of divided. Some people love it. Some people absolutely hate it. This is a terrible movie. They've let us all down. I think there's a whole lot of butthurt people who are expecting too much. Mm-hmm. Just what I went into the movie expecting was Doctor Strange and Wanda having some encounter. Yeah. And then coming to a head breaking through the multiverse the illuminati having something to do with like maybe like an exposition dump and then not too much involved in the illuminati because that's a whole whole bag of worms to unload and that would be way too much to do in one movie yeah um so them briefly and then the culmination of events yeah which is pretty much what happened it, it wasn't quite what I was expecting because in this movie, Wanda is right off the bat, the main antagonist mm-hmm. and like that kind of, they come to a head very quick. That wasn't what I was expecting, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked this story, the, the kind of cat and mouse game between Dr. Strange and America Chavez and Wanda just coming after them relentlessly and nothing could stop her. Yeah. Un- until like the end and they, you know, yeah. conclude the movie. But all the things that happened that the internet was upset about, I, di- I didn't care about their the things that made them upset. I enjoyed this movie. The choices that were made, I I appreciated them. It's a different universe so some of the th- the deaths and stuff don't really matter to me mm-hmm. it's a little bit upsetting to see things happen so quickly but they don't really matter to me because this ain't my marvel cinematic universe this is like 825 or something yeah and i just like i liked the action pieces i liked the suspense i liked the horror aspects mm-hmm. it was it was just really cool yeah. Plus, it was a dope music magic fight. <laughs> See, I just like, okay, so you just had your moment of. Yes. These are all of my basic general opinions before we really get down into the nitty gritty of things. I was pretty much indifferent in this movie. <laughs> and I think, like, yeah, there's that large spectrum of people like you either really love it or there's some that really hate it. I've encountered more people that are like me going into it. People I've talked to have been like, it was, it just wasn't what I was expecting is the general kind of consensus. Mm-hmm. Or it's, or they're like, it was okay. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't my favorite kind of idea. Yeah. And so I, I think I'm pretty much with them. And to be fair to this movie, it is the first movie we've had since Spider-Man which set the bar so incredibly high and i don't mean to say that as like oh to compare the two but when you you have a movie that was as great as spider-man that gave you so much with the range of emotion with the nostalgia like it was such an impactful movie and that experience that you shared with everybody in the theater was just something that i'll never forget and so then this being the next movie from Marvel that we see, it wasn't the same experience. There wasn't a huge range of emotion. A lot of times I felt like just this feeling of constant defeat mm. because of the the fact that like Wanda is so powerful. And we all know that. We've known that for a long time, right? Like yeah. she's an incredibly powerful being. And at the end of WandaVision... You see her practicing her magic as the Scarlet Witch and and toying with the Darkhold and all that. So you know that going into this, she is not a force to be reckoned with. 
But the fact that just everything happened so quick, the deaths that happened, they happened almost instantaneously after they had their cameos. Yeah. It just felt like we, even as an audience, we never had a win. And not that I expected to win against Wanda herself, but we never got to see any sort of team fights that felt like we were going to actually accomplish anything. Like even when we were watching Infinity War and Endgame and all those things, we had moments where we felt triumphant. Yeah, like there was like you're saying this and like you're kind of like, yes, I agree with you Mm -hmm. because in Infinity War where this is a movie where they lose at the end. Yeah. But there is still, like in the Battle of Wakanda. Yeah. They are still fighting back the army. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's kind of that girl fight at the end. Yeah. And Wanda comes out and they're fighting. And it's like Proxima Midnight. Mm-hmm. And they come together and they, they beat her. Yeah. Like, you feel this little victory. Yeah. And yes, it gets kind of crushed down in the, the end. end. <laughs> but you're right. There is all of that kind of the ups with the downs. Yeah. And, yeah, in Spider-Man, I get that because Spider-Man is, is I think about the what if episode mm-hmm. with the zombies. Yeah. And even in this completely overrun, downtrodden world... Spider-Man is still so cheery. Yeah. He is he is the levity, the jokes, the the fun. Yeah. Mixed in with this dark gritty where yeah, Doctor Strange mom is <laughs> it's just a whole lot of gritty. Yeah. Doctor Strange himself he is not the character who brings the fun. No. So to kind of have him lead like spearhead the the movie with america chavez who like she does have some goofy things but she isn't bringing the fun no so you just kind of have like two depressing people going on a depressing journey well and it's not even like i expect there to be someone bringing the fun all the time but even like if you watch captain america he is not a jovial fun quirky guy he's pretty serious he's like about getting the job done and and yeah he's for doing things for the greater good and and helping others out and getting back up again Mm -hmm. but because of that attitude that he has you still feel triumphant even when he's going to lose like when he stood up against thanos and he was just him we didn't know that there was anybody else coming again. He was prepared to fight Thanos. And we always reference this because it was such a powerful moment. But in that moment, we all knew if if Captain America goes up against Thanos by himself, he's dead. But that yeah. didn't matter. We were all like, yeah, like, go. We're Stand for the you. Line, yeah. Exactly. And like, even though we knew we're going to die if this happens, <laughs> we were just like, you know what? We had a good run. Just go give him hell, I feel man. good about this. <laughs> And uh, and you didn't have that with this movie. And yeah. that is why I think a lot of people are feeling kind of disappointed is because there wasn't a huge range of emotion. It didn't make you feel good victorious. a lot of times. Victorious or happy. It didn't it didn't make you like in Spider-Man, you had moments where you were laughing. You had moments where you were gasping. You had moments where you were just like clenching to your seat because you didn't know what was going to happen. Next moment, you're crying. Next moment, you're laughing through the tears again. And there's just a huge spectrum of emotion. And it makes you feel so involved, like you're connected to the character somehow. In this, while it was still a good movie and it was still interesting and very engaging and, and exciting to watch, you didn't feel like you were a part of it. Yeah. And yeah, you I didn't you didn't feel that emotion. You didn't feel overly attached. They didn't give you a chance to feel like any anything for the cameo characters. They yeah. were in so quick. And I get that it's not about them. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I'm saying at all. It's just that when there's a death, I feel like those people who are dying, they they deserve to have some sort of impact. Absolutely. And I felt that there was a lot of death happening in this movie that was just like Oh, that sucks. <laughs> All right. 
Speaking of that, I want to talk about the cameos because this is huge. We had the Illuminati, mm -hmm. which is a little bit different than the comics. We had Captain Carter, yeah. which we kind of knew about beforehand with the movie poster and I think a trailer gave her away. And we had um, Charles Xavier, Charles Xavier, which we kind of saw a little sneak bits. Of. And he was confirmed in and his voice. <laughs> he was in his yellow chair mm -hmm. oh, and when he came on and there was a little mixed into the score. Oh, I got shivers when that happened. I felt so good. Mm -hmm. Then there was Carl Mordo. Yep. Which this is like in the comics, that's his real name. But it's just weird to hear out loud. Because yeah. he's like a sorcerer, supreme, Carl Mordo. <laughs> weird. Such a just a basic name. Then Blackagar Bolt again. Black Bolt. Yep. Who is I cannot remember the name of the actor, but he was in the Inhumans TV show, which was god-awful, but apparently people loved his performance in it. Apparently he was the only redeeming part of it. So, okay. great. He kind of got to uh, relive that in a good property with a comic-accurate suit. Nice. Yeah. And then the final member of the Illuminati. Oh, no. Nope. We had... Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel, Maria Rambo. Yep. Which all this like theory crafting is it? Is it Iron Lad? Is it Tom Cruise as Superior Iron Man? Yeah. And it's just a different. It's just what if instead of uh, all I can think is Brie Larson. What's the actual <laughs> character's name? Carol Danvers. It's Maria Rambo. Yeah. Gets the powers. Which I had said. A few weeks ago that the internet was saying now that it was going to be her and we had talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it in the podcast or not but so that to have it actually officially her I'm actually I was kind of relieved I'm not gonna lie <laughs> because I didn't know what was gonna happen I wouldn't have been upset if it was Iron Lad and it was like Kang or whatever yeah if it was Jonathan Majors being another character yeah but if it was Tom Cruise <sighs> Yikes. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Scooby. <laughs> but then the final member coming out of this cool blue portal thing, John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. How good did that make you feel? I mean, it felt really good. That was the one thing that got spoiled for us. I know. <laughs> So I feel like it would have felt a lot better, like how earlier I was saying about feeling some highs and excitement. Mm -hmm. It may have been similar to the Spider-Man's reveal. Probably not, but maybe. But it was already ruined. So yeah. I don't know. I I really enjoyed his like five minutes of screen time. Yeah, then they gave <laughs> us kind of like a little flashback of, well... Our Doctor Strange used the Dark Hold, did something, found the Book of Vishanti, defeated Thanos, but he was so corrupt we had to kill him. Yeah. And then it showed Black Bolt do his little whisper, I'm sorry. And then it just blew him away. Yeah. And then Wanda came. Mm-hmm. And they all died. They all died. Yeah. So again, like this is what I was getting at about having no sort of any feeling of victory or mm. like, and it was really cool how they encountered her, right? Like Absolutely. how they got in their little triangle formation, how Reed Richards was like talking to her, mean like, listen, you have to leave and like trying to talk her out of this. Yeah. We all know that's useless. It was still cool to see him as their leader and be in this character. And that was really fun. I did not expect everything to go down as quickly as it did. Um, like, shit just hit the fan right away. Now, there, I loved and hated this scene. I, I do agree. I hated how quickly, like, there wasn't a fight. No. Except for two characters. There was Captain Marvel and Captain Carter. Mm -hmm. Out of those characters, I don't know why Captain Carter was one who lasted so long. She's just a person. Yeah. 
She's like, a super person. Yeah, but she's just a person. She can't deal with Wanda's chaos magic. Well, but, and she didn't. <laughs> in the end. Um, but how cold Scarlet Witch was in this scene yeah. was phenomenal. Like, you were saying that Reed Richards tries to reason with her, saying, like, I have kids too. I understand your pain. Yeah. She's just like, is their mother still alive? And then he's like, yeah. And she's like, good. Then there'll be someone to care for them when you're dead. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what a line. And even then, I wasn't expecting it to happen so quick. I know. Like, I thought there was still going to be some attempt at a fight. I knew they weren't going to win. I still thought there might be an attempt. But, yeah, then he's just like, listen, this guy just has to whisper something at you you'll be toast and she's like with what mouth just has to open his mouth what mouth yeah and then he freaking explodes his own head and (laughs) that i gasped and i was like mortified my hand was like over my mouth just like in disbelief at this scene and how gruesome it was yeah i was just not expecting this from marvel like a Marvel movie. This there is were, they've never been so like gory and like brutal and with creepy. the deaths. Yeah. Just this movie in general is creepy. Like I'm going to kind of go on a side tangent and then circle back to this fight scene and probably my biggest disappointment in it. Um but there were so many horror aspects, jump scares that legitimately made me jump mm-hmm. but didn't feel corny. Yeah creepy scenes she gets trapped in the mirror dimension for a bit but then she uses that and starts pulling people through reflections yeah and then she, then she crawls out all like it the closest mcu thing i can think of is when nebula gets all fucked up oh yeah and yeah. then she's walking and like her body Adjusting. is like yeah popping yeah. back into place yeah it kind of reminded me of that but wanda is not a robot no. she's just a freaky witchy lady yeah and then she's like pulling people in. Oh, she snaps Charles's neck. Yeah. And she looks like a demon. Yeah. She's terrifying. Yeah. She was an excellent villain. Yes, she was. And then back felt to, a little overpowered. She is completely <laughs> overpowered. Yeah. That's the only problem with such an overpowered villain is you you need that one MacGuffin at the end. And she did it really well too, yes. which. Um, so in this scene with this fight between them that is completely one-sided, mm-hmm. it disappointed me because I know how powerful some of these people are. Like Black Bolt, he doesn't get to do anything. His mouth is gone and then he blows up his head. Yeah. It kind of showed his powers in that flashback, how he whispered and vaporized Doctor Strange. Yeah. But this man can destroy a city. With a whisper. Mm-hmm. That that blast that destroyed Doctor Strange could destroy New York. Mm-hmm. That's how powerful it is. And then he was just dropped to He was to the, the first run. one dead. Yeah. How okay, you are an actor who gets this really cool role yeah. as the leader of the inhumans, this kind of mutant like offshoot of humanity who runs in the shadows and they have all these awesome powers. Your show sucks and gets canceled. (laughs) But you had a really cool character and you did it really well. Then like 10 years later, they say, hey, come back and reprise your role. And you get a total of two minutes on screen. Yeah. And then you're dead. And you don't get to do anything. Right. Imagine how that guy feels. I mean, he's probably just happy with the paycheck. And his ha- probably like the costume too. Yeah. I'd be, I'd I'd be so stoked to wear a like a costume of that caliber. Mm-hmm. That'd be so cool. So, what I'm thinking, in how to make this whole scene a little bit better, mm-hmm. that would have actually given us something to feel good about halfway through the movie. About it was about yeah, halfway about through halfway, the movie. Yeah. That could have fixed my complaint about feeling kind of just neutral all the way across because you didn't have the ups and downs of emotion or triumphs or anything. 
it was all just defeat <laughs> and i th- i think what would have been really cool if they utilized this moment with the illuminati a little bit better still not going crazy into depth with the illuminati because like you said it's a huge thing that there's just not enough time to cover yeah because they're all the leaders of their own individual teams yeah but to still show us kind of their potential and why they are part of this group and why in this world they are so important Mm -hmm. i wish that when wanda comes into this world and is taking over this facility and the hunt of america that she had of either utilized the Ultron bots to her advantage, like corrupted them with her witchy powers <laughs> and had them fight their own people or summon some sort of demons or something that the mm. Illuminati could have fought before Wanda got there, given us that feeling of like, oh, look how cool they are. Look at them working as a team. Wow, did you see that? Look what Captain Carter just did. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. And then have Wanda come and kill them all. Yeah. Because that would have made us feel so much more heartbroken because we would have just felt so great that they were so awesome. Yeah. So don't give them a ton of like backstory, but showcase their teamwork and abilities. Yeah. And make them seem so capable. Yeah. Just for Wanda to come in and. It would have made it would have given us in a second that high and low thing that this mm. movie was missing because a lot of Marvel fans already know who these characters were. That's why they were so much fun to have as cameos because the fan base knows them and loves them already. Yeah. So you don't need to give them their backstory. You don't need to explain how the Illuminati came together. You don't need to get into any of that to make the story muddy. All you need to do is show them that they kick ass as a team. And they're awesome, and their powers are awesome. And even Reed Richards, whose powers is like, eh, okay. He's he's a stretchy boy. (laughs) That he still is able to work with this team and kick ass. Yeah. And using his brain to manipulate situations. Show us something that makes us feel excited about this before you just rip it away from us. Yeah. That's what that's what I think could have made the whole movie better and it would have taken like five, ten minutes. Yeah, because there there's not a whole lot else about the movie that was like bad or disappointing. Mm-mm. Like you said, it just kind of lacked that range and like how it made you feel. Yeah. Um yeah, I completely agree. That would have that would have been really awesome. It, yeah. And take like I didn't really care so much about Doctor Strange and i forget his name already and when they're they're left back while the rest of the illuminati goes and faces wanda oh mordo yeah mordo so like i get that it needed to be there and like he taunted him and like it showed doctor strange whose movie this is but like you have these people as cameos for a reason honestly this movie was equally about wanda's journey as his Mm -hmm. um Speaking of their journey, this movie was very much about Doctor Strange coming to the terms of his own selfish ambition. Yeah. Because, like, he, we all know he's got an ego. Um, he, he thinks he's so much better than everybody. And more capable. Yeah. And in this, the moral of the story was your way is not the only way. Mm-hmm. And it kind of kicked that off with uh, his colleague doctor at the wedding. Yeah. And he's just like, I lost all these people. I'm kind of depressed. Yeah. And then Doctor Strange is just like, yeah, like he has this self-pity, right? And Mm. we've seen this before when he was in Spider-Man, how he lost the Sorcerer Supreme title because he was dust. And he views the fact that he was one of the ones that got dusted as like a huge sacrifice, mm. even though so like, half the world had the same thing. And while they were in that state, lost people came back and they're like, just didn't have their loved ones anymore. Yeah. It was kind or, of morbid when it's like that guy got dusted and his cats just like probably starved probably yeah 
Like And his brother died. The first said. the first movie that happened after that was Spider Man Far From Home. And they just re- they really made a joke out of the blip. Mm-hmm. And to have like WandaVision when uh Monica came back and she like in the hospital and it was chaos and yeah, terrifying. And her mom was dead. And her mom was dead. So she like in a second, like same sort of thing as this guy at the wedding, yeah. like one second she's sitting there with her mom going through like chemo treatments next thing you know she's in the hospital but her mom's gone and like and she finds out oh my mom died while i was vanished for five years all the movies after that that have kind of given new glimpses into just how horrifying it was yeah for the people left behind yeah like well and the people coming back yeah and then dr strange is just like i lost my title of sorcerer supreme yeah he lost his title of sorcerer supreme and in his mind he lost christine yeah. but he confronts her and was like oh if this didn't happen would this have been different and she says no <laughs> and i don't think that he believes that i think he still thinks no nah, if i were here then you would have chosen me but it's because i was gone and i think in a way he uses that as a crutch to give himself some sort of like benefit of the doubt that yeah. well it's because i wasn't here and that's why i lost the girl it has nothing to do with me and my own arrogance <laughs> and another interesting thing about that doctor is that he asks him was that really the only way <laughs> and he was like yeah it was but then later wanda confronts him with the same thing she's like i had to blow the back out of my like my soulmate's head and i it was all for nothing and he's gone and my kids are gone and all this stuff has been taken from me like don't talk to me about sacrifice and kind of throws that back in his face because until this point he has been very much satisfied in using that as an excuse for his behavior absolutely and again was that the only way and he says he saw so many outcomes and this was the one way that worked. Yeah. But then as he's traveling through the multiverse, this isn't the only universe where the Thanos was a problem for humanity and they overcame it in another way. Yeah. But that was with the result of Doctor Strange dying instead of Tony Stark. Yeah. That or Vision. That makes you think like, was it the only way? Yeah. Or was it the only way that you came out on top yeah where you could say i made such a sacrifice i did what i had to do in the moment but did you though (laughs) and so i liked that this movie asked those questions and threw those back in his face and was just like listen your sacrifice is not really a sacrifice so get over yourself yeah like, do something for someone else for and once. It's so funny how he's so butthurt about not getting, like, losing Sorcerer Supreme. Mm-hmm. But then they say the Book of Vishanti. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, that. that's made up. That doesn't exist. Yeah. And Wong is just like, no, it does. It's just hidden away. And he's like, how do you know? Well, I read it in the secret book you get as the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to believe that Doctor Strange spent so much time building up this power, became the Sorcerer Supreme, and was just like, I've peaked. I am the top. Yeah. I am the best of the best. There is nothing else to learn. Right. Which is obviously not true because we saw in What If how uh, Supreme Strange uh, just kind of... uh, absorbed all kinds he of be- he became more yeah it was dark but he became more and there are more powerful beings than dr strange yeah that part really interested like was really interesting to me as well because dr strange like in his movie and he we saw him in his first movie want to learn everything and was very much like wanting to absorb all the information he could get and mm-hmm. stealing books from the library so he could learn more and I got the impression that this is a this is a person that knows and understands that knowledge is power and is going to try and absorb as much information as he can to make himself more knowledgeable yeah. because he understands that that's going to make him the most powerful. But then as soon as he be, he reaches Sorcerer Supreme, he doesn't even bother to read the book. 
And that just seems so bizarre to me. It's it's weird because he has that mentality of knowledge is power and I know the most. Yeah. So his arrogance, his got arrogance ahead of him. made him think I am the best. So I know the most. I am the most powerful. Mm-hmm. What's the point in reading more? Yeah. And the arrogance just kind of kicked him in the ass. Now, one thing that we do see in this movie for the first time that's mentioned in the MCU is kind of a, a look at his childhood mm-hmm. and how, so he's meeting this dark strange. Yeah. And he's just like, are you me? Prove it. And he's just like, well, we had a sister and she died. She fell under the ice. I couldn't save her. Mm-hmm. And it really showed this moment of powerlessness and lack of control. Yeah. And that has led to him constantly craving being in control. Right. And as soon as he has become the best at each thing that he does, it's all him. Why would he let somebody else who is less capable do it, give up that control and maybe lose it? Like there's that scene in the first movie where there's this brain surgery that's going on and it's technically this other doctor's appointment, but he's like, I'm better. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And he plays it off as though, like, I just saved this person's life. But you know that it's more, it's not about saving lives for him. It's about proving to himself that he is able to be in control, that he is in control of all the situations, that his abilities triumph everybody else's yes and that he is the best at everything that he does and no one is going to make him feel like he is powerless and no one is ever going to make better decisions than him yeah it's like with that one in 4.6 billion outcome yeah this is the one maybe he chose the one that he made it out Because he needed to be there going forward to make these good decisions. Yeah. Well, and like Wanda calls him out for giving Thanos the time stone. Mm -hmm. Because the the fact that Thanos had that stone in the first place is why they were in such a rush to get the, what was it, reality stone? Yeah, well, and the time... From, From Vision. If he didn't have the time stone, he couldn't have wound back time and, and made vision like the bursting of that yeah, stone yeah. for nothing. Yeah. But he he gave him the time stone because that was the one thing he had to it was he had to do what he had to do in order to save humanity is yeah. what he's saying. But again, like that is just him calling the shots. Like his decision, everybody was blaming Star-Lord. I know. But really like Doctor Strange has been calling all the shots all along and he is making sure that he's in control. Like if he's giving up the time stone, the thing that he said he would kill the kid for, he's not giving up the time stone, but then it's just like, yep, here you go. Because that would result in the outcome that he was in control of. Even though he was dusted like half the world was, he was still in control in the moment. Yeah. And... Yeah, I liked this movie did do a lot for Doctor Strange's character. It gave us a lot of insight into who he is and where he's come from and kind of where he's going that the first movie didn't even touch base on. Absolutely. So this movie was really great for that. And as well as Wanda just kicking ass and being (sighs) horrifying. Yeah. The one thing also, and I know that this has been said by other people, and I know that there's the excuse of where she was at at the end of wandavision i just am not overly comfortable with how quickly to me it looks like she just doesn't give a shit about humanity like yeah in wandavision at the end when it was exposed that like you are hurting these people by holding them captive she was so remorseful and didn't want to be seen as a monster and she was just horrified at what she had done and I understand that in the end of WandaVision, we see her exploring dark magic in the dark hold. But the last time we see her, she's very remorseful and cares a lot about people. Yeah. Then now we see her and she's like, I don't give a shit. I get that. To the audience, it's very zero to a hundred. Yeah. Whereas there had to have been a growing 
darkness in her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if like, I know WandaVision was supposed to just be a one season thing, but they could, they could do a WandaVision spinoff. Yeah, and Maybe, show kind of what led to that moment, yeah. the progression. The thing is, like, I hate that Marvel does that. Like, I know that we'll watch it, but it's not the first time. Like, Black Widow, for example. After she had already died and sacrificed herself, that's when we get her own solo movie. Yeah. And it just feels like such a slap in the face, I think. And so it's like, I wish that they had have done something prior to this movie. Because as someone who has been watching Wanda all this time seeing how cap stood up for her and was like she's just a kid and like i see the good in her how she went so far with vision he was helping her see the good in herself like helping her not be so scared and it feels like all of that was for nothing because she went from someone who was actually just damaged but had good intentions to someone who just didn't care she went from somebody she went from like she overcame her grief of vision to just immediately be gi- being given the grief of her children. Yeah. And Wanda's story is another one of those stories that it's just like, it's all down. Yeah. Like, first appearance, loses her brother. Next, loses Vision. Next, takes over a town, becomes a Scarlet Witch, loses her children. Yeah. And then in this, she becomes a monster. Yeah. Well, see, and that's the other thing that I don't understand that this movie kind of raised questions for me in retrospect to all Wanda's side of things Mm -hmm. is that in this alternate universe where she is also like still has her chaotic red magic, has the boys, there's no sign of a father anywhere, which makes me think like maybe that version of Wanda also just created them. Yeah. Just on her own. Just created them by herself with her magic. And now just here you are in existence. Was pregnant for a week and now I have twins. And maybe it's the same thing as what we saw in WandaVision. I don't know. All I know is there was no pictures of a man. There is like obviously not a lot of time to explore this alternate Wanda (laughs) to figure out how she had these kids. Yeah. But it made me wonder like when she had that town in captivity... And she created those kids. They were her own. Out of her own magic. And I don't understand why when she dropped everything in the facade of the town, why she couldn't keep her kids. Like Vision was already dead. So I understand like he can't just stay alive when you've dropped this magic and let go of this town, release these people. But she actually created those kids. Yeah. And it kind of makes me wonder yes she created them in the hex she dropped the hex and the hex is what was holding them there but why couldn't she just resummon them into the world yeah and that's the thing like obviously these other wandas figured out a way to keep their children right because if she's dreaming about them in all these different realities they figured it out yeah like you don't have to be the only one who needs to be tortured. Right. Like, figure it out. Get your shit together, Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now, I know you say you don't believe it. Unless there's an on-screen death, you don't believe it. But Strange says at the end that Wanda has been, like, taken care of. She's done. Yeah, or at least implies it. that she, you know, destructed herself. I mean, she 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 broke the temple and it was there. But if I have learned anything from cinema, (laughs) it's that if you don't see the death, it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the whole like Wanda, like defeating Wanda too, felt a little weird. Like I get that she was too powerful that like physically they were never going to beat her. And like even their magic was no match for her magic. Mm -hmm. But again, like, they just exposed her to her alternate universe children and I guess brought that piece of her back out where she actually was caring again and didn't want to be seen as a monster and knows that like deep down I'm not a monster I'm just really hurting yeah 
and that's how they were able to overcome her but it still was just like it didn't feel like a victory again you know yeah like it just felt like oh she just stopped yeah you just she just stopped you finally got through to her and showed her yeah they did have that climax of america figuring out she can control her powers Mm -hmm. and making that situation yeah but yeah it was still totally just wanda's decision to just stop yeah and to destroy her own temple right um now one thing i thought was really neat in that when america opens this door and she's kind of taking over and the kids are scared Mm -hmm. when in the end of wandavision she's listening through the dark hold and she hears them say like mom help mom please they say that in that scene right those kids they are reacting to her right hurting their mother right like holy shit (sighs) the thing that drove her there was her hurting them yeah like that was crazy i didn't put that together like what a a culmination of it Mm -hmm. um so that i think kind of saved that aspect of it yeah because her story is kind of like falling in on itself Mm -hmm. so she's just like you're i am a monster like love those kids peace yeah and destroy the dark hold yeah and then dark magic still lives in dr strange though by the end like he still has his freaky third eye (laughs) i saw a thing that was like because the third eye doesn't necessarily look great yeah so i saw a thing that um you know in the first doctor strange the is kaecilius or something how he has that mark on his forehead Mm. uh that was initially there because it showed a tie to the dark dimension Mm. and then they covered it up to change it to just like the dark hold influence right um because now i'm going to kind of segue into the post credit scene or the mid credit scene right um because in the end uh clea comes through mm-hmm. who i mean she she doesn't even say her name in there i don't believe i don't um, think so but we just get Charlize theron looking pretty badass yeah uh cutting a hole in the fabric of reality saying are you afraid and then his eye opens and he's like let's go do this shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like to see that he still has his little dark influence but maybe he's mastered it because he did kind of master those ghosty spirit demons yeah um jumping into the dark dimension to fix incursions right which i think is just an honestly i think that's just another aspect of this multiverse stuff that's just going to get so complicated yeah and i'm sure they have like tried to make it as airtight as they can but I feel like the more complicated shit they keep adding in, the more it's just going to be like for the regular viewer, like, oh, my God, what is going on? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, there was the multiverse. Uh-huh. Then there was different timelines. Some of them got deleted for some reason. Yeah. Some variants look the same. Some don't. Yes. Sometimes people can just go to different multiverses. Sometimes when they do that, the multiverses, like the universes, have an incursion and destroy themselves. Yeah. Like, and sometimes what are if the you, rules? Yeah. And sometimes if you do something out of line or not to your story arc, the TVA comes and... It's just like... Nope, this isn't happening. Like yeah. I forget what they call it. Uh, like pruning. they pruning. So... I was just thinking like that one, the Dark Strange, who was so upset that in no universe he found a Christine loved him, that he just started going off and killing all the other variant yeah, Doctor Stranges. Out of their misery. It's like, why did the TVA not get rid of this guy? Right? Yeah, because it's weird because the TVA is out of time. So it's like, with them being destroyed, does that now mean that every point of time where any of these reality branches happen now all simultaneously do happen? Yeah. Like, 
I don't understand the rules. I don't either. It's very confusing. <laughs> it's like time travel. I don't understand time, like when they were doing the whole time travel stuff yep. when they were going back to get all the infinity stones. Yeah. I didn't understand that part. <laughs> <laughs> like time travel is so confusing. And now the idea of different multiverses is really confusing. Like we were talking about this earlier and I said something about the multiverse and our oldest was like, what's the multiverse? And I was like, um, it's like if there was another world and a different version of you exists in that world, but it's not you. Yeah, like maybe she has brown hair instead yeah. of blonde Yeah, and that's hair. what I was trying to explain. Just very simple, like maybe it's a boy version of you. Well, would his name still be Clara? I don't know. Maybe. It would be Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's just so confusing. Like, I don't know how to explain it. And some things I feel like I understand and other things just go way over my head. Yeah. But it is going to be interesting to see what the heck they're planning. <laughs> where this is all going to come together. Yeah. Then the last thing that I have to say is in the... So when they first get to this universe with the Illuminati, mm. they're walking down the street and she takes like a like a pizza ball or something. Right. And she thinks it's free. It's not. He yells at her. It is the, the token Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell cameo. He is in every single one of Sam Raimi's movies. So Bruce Campbell is here yelling. Doctor Strange puts a spell on him to just beat himself up for a couple weeks. Yeah. And then they walk away and leave. Yeah. And then you were, we were sitting in the credits and you're like, there's two post-credit scenes. The first one we saw Clea. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, awesome. And I'm thinking maybe the second one is going to be like maybe a quick little snippet of Thor because it's coming out soon. Or like one of the other new heroes that's coming. Just a yeah. quick little teaser like, hey, this is what's going to be happening next. And I was thinking maybe it will be like a, the, the 616, the MCU, Reed Richards waking up from a dream of him being shredded by the Scarlet oh, Witch. Oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been really cool. But then I was just like, how funny would it be if it's just Bruce Campbell punching himself again? And I said, that is the dumbest thing I've you're ever just, heard. Yeah, you're like, he's going to waste the post-credit scene for that? I'm like, that's a pretty good way to piss off the entire theater. And then it was. And I cannot stress enough how happy it makes me and how much satisfaction I get when I make an absurd call... Much like Moon Knight, it's a, it's an asylum and none of it's real. Mm -hmm. And then you, it happens and you look at me and go, fuck you. Because <laughs> that happened again. I was just like. The death stare that I was giving you, like, you've got like, to be kidding The me. credits finally wrap. Then it cuts to just Bruce Campbell punching himself in the face. You turned and looked at me like, fuck sakes. <laughs> and then just stood up. Now I burst out laughing. You were laughing for like five minutes and I'm like, okay, let's go. I'm so pissed right now. I was laughing as we left the theater, as I went to go pee after the theater because I drank freaking 30 ounces of, of cola. <laughs> I was giggling as I came out of the bathroom. People in the, in the bathroom thought you had problems. They were like, man, this guy's tweaking. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I, I just called the, the post credit scene. No big deal. <laughs> oh, it was so satisfying. Oh, you're such a loser. So what did you guys <laughs> think of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Do you agree with all these points? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Were you mildly disappointed at the lack of emotional depth and range? Let us know in Discord, Instagram. You know where to find the link. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week at the Bees Knees Podcast. Please, if you haven't already, download this episode. Maybe recommend us to a friend, and we will talk to you next week. So America, in this movie, explains to Doctor Strange that your dreams aren't dreams, that they are experiences through alternate selves in different universes. Yes. So based off of that information... What is the weirdest alternate universe Ben experience that you've ever had? All right. So the weirdest dream I've ever had, uh, it's honestly pretty fucked up. <laughs> um, so if this were like in the multiverse of madness, this would definitely fit in with like 
whatever horror thing happened. Okay. One time I had a dream where I I was just going about my daily life and I went through a door and I closed the door. Then the door was gone. And then I turned around and I was just in a room full of barbed wire. And I was just like, I walked through it. I just kept walking and walking and walking. And as I walked, bits of my flesh got gone. And then eventually I was just walking around with little skeleton feet. Ew. Yeah. So like there's a universe out there where I'm just in a, a barbed wire room walking around with little skeleton toesies. That's that's interesting. <laughs> See, I was thinking like my the weirdest thing I can think of that I've had, at least something that stuck with me for this long was like when you're pregnant, you can have really bizarre dreams. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so an alternate universe me gives birth to a litter of puppies, <laughs> which everybody who visited me at the hospital to view my puppies yeah. stole one. <laughs> So, like, I remember a nurse stealing one. I remember your mom stealing one. Like, (laughs) and I was to the point where, like, at the end, when there was only one puppy remaining, I was, like, very crazy. Do not come near me. Lock me in this room. Nobody's allowed to visit. This is, it's just leave me and my puppy alone. (laughs) So that's the weirdest thing that I think in the multiverse there's a Brittany out there. A human, <laughs> human Brittany Brittany. delivers puppies <laughs> and they get stolen. All right. Let us know what your weirdest <laughs> multiverse self is. See ya. <laughs>